Aleluya. Oh, gloria al Señor. Glory to your name, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory, 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 glory to your name, Jesus. I don't know about you, but I just came to praise him. Nothing else matters when I praise him. Nothing else matters. Oh, nothing else matters when you praise Jesus, 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 Jesus. You see, if you see somebody next to you that, that is having a hard time praising, why don't you get next to that person right now? Lift up that person's hands right now and say, you don't have some, I'm going to give you some. Come on, let me help you right now. Let me help you. I don't need that. Let me help you. I got some extra. God has been more than good to me. I was not supposed to be here today. And his mercy set me free. Oh, Jesus. I'm a calm preacher. <laughs> I'm a, I am what they call tranquilo, meaning so I'm just relaxed. You guys did something here. Jesus is good, isn't he? Give, 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 give somebody a hug and say, I love you. I love you. Tell somebody I love you. I, now I feel like I'm in church. Come and let us see. Jesus. You may be seated. How, how great it is to be in this wonderful, wonderful church. How great it is to be here today. I, I, I cannot say thank you enough to the pastors of this congregation. Thank you so much, Pastor Arthur. Thank you so much, Pastor Alverna, and also the other pastors and ministry, ministers in this house. Thank you so much for allowing me to be here. There's something that God is doing about putting churches and campuses of different universities. You know why? Because the world wants to educate, but God wants to, wants to, wants to put fire in people so they can continue. The Lord gave me two things today um, before I preach, and I, I'm going to just, guys, please forgive me. I usually am a little bit... Um, my voice is a little better. I was preaching yesterday in the streets with no microphone, with nothing. We were about 40 of us wearing some T-shirts saying, God belongs in my city in Patterson. And we took, we took about 11 souls from the enemy yesterday and, and brought them for Christ. And men, families came to Christ. Yes. Um, and yesterday I was screaming at the top of my lungs in City Hall yesterday, in the music, right there in City Hall, screaming on the stairs and, and just saying that Jesus loves the city and he wants to save. We were going against the blood. So we said the only blood that we want to see flowing on the street is the blood of Jesus. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 I almost got my, my head chopped off, but I have the blood of Jesus. I mean, I said, you want to send me to my creator? I'll go. I'm waiting to go up there. It's okay with me. Um, the Lord gave me two things for this house, and this morning he was telling me, he said, that there's, uh, one of them is good. Do you guys want to hear the good news or the bad news first? <laughs> okay, the good news is that I just saved 10% or more by switching to Geico for car insurance. <laughs> the bad news, okay, I'll tell you, there's no bad news in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. See, he told me that there's a many of us that are hanging on a limb, on a hair, on a string, and he's getting ready to pull you out. You're not going to be hanging no more. I already hanged for you on a cross. He doesn't want anybody hanging in here. But he also told me this. This is interesting. I said, so how am I going to put these two together in a word? He says, don't worry, it ain't you preaching. I'm the one doing it. He told me 
This place, the gathering, is a breeding ground for ministries, pastors, prophets, evangelists, apostles, bishops, worshipers. This place is a breeding ground. See, not every church has a place where people will be developed. So I want to let you know that if you're sitting in here, there's a very high possibility and a very, very, very great chance that you are going to be one of those things that I just mentioned. Praise the Lord. And if that, if pastor, if that means that this place is a breeding ground, that means that you are something as well. And we'll talk about that later on. God bless you. Greetings from House of Worship Christian Church and Hout Church in Clifton, New Jersey. Um, I am 23 years old. People always ask me, and I used to be afraid to say that. Um, wow, I've been pastoring for three years as a senior pastor and a pastor in other ways for many other years. I don't even know. I was doing the work. And, and uh, let's just put it, I wasn't on the contract. But <laughs> listen, um, I'm, I, I always, when people ask me, where do you work for? And I say, yeah, I work for a very large corporation, headquarters in heaven. Um, that's what I tell them. I, I came out of the business world. I was, uh, I was working for Wachovia Securities. I was working, I was going up there, uh, you know, working with stocks and bonds, mutual funds and all those things. And God says, how about, how about you stop selling because I already... I already saved this world, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna. I have your retirement plan, and I said, sure. What are you talking about? I says, why don't you come work for me? So the issue was that I really didn't want to leave my wonderful job. I was making a lot of money. Yes, I was making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. I don't know why I'm going. I never talk about this. And and something happened. Something happened. Um, the Lord told me you need to go, and I started getting phone calls from everywhere to preach, and my uh, my calendar was getting full every week, and I was in another place in another. I don't know where I was. My mother would call me, where are you at? I'm, Mommy, I'm in Nicaragua. Oh, okay, have fun. And, um, and it, was, it was getting to that place where I was just all over the place. And God did something. And, and I had a boss who was Jewish. How many of you, how many of you understand that you know, this, is, this, is, this is not kosher here? This is not kosher. So what happened was is that my Jewish boss said to me, you are going to be the next Joel. This is how he talks. Joel Osteen. He was, he was, I said, okay, uh, I, I can't have you in this place anymore. I'm not going to fire you because you make me lots and lots of money. However, you need to go. You need to go. And you need to help the people that you need to help because God does not want you in this place. And I said, if your God said it, I'm hearing it. My Jewish boss told me to go and preach the gospel. And he told me, he says, he gave me a prophetic word. He said, and God will provide everything for you. Ever since, it, it, since that day that I started doing that, I have not missed not one bill. Okay, I do this when I go to, when I go to the house. Hey, I get mail, Toyota. Hey, you got mail. <laughs> and he took care of it. And he's taking care of me. Amen. Our church is only two years old, and I'm a full-time pastor. Praise the Lord. We haven't even hit two years. So, yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the fact that God is doing things in our cities, in our country, in our nation, in New Jersey. And let me tell you something. This is, oh, my God, Jesus. Can we, can we, can we relax? Can you let me? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Listen, y- y'all are going to get used to me in about a minute. If you don't, that's okay. It's not, not my problem. It's yours. Anyways, Jesus is, is doing something in this place, in this house. You are seeing your last moments in this place. You're seeing your last days in this room. Start confessing it. And listen, the people that had to die in the desert that came out of Egypt had to stay. 
Uh, uh, oh, man. Some people had to die. Some people cannot go into the promised land. Some people, their mentalities were not made for the promised land. We're going to hold back. So that's why God is lifting up a new generation. Don't be surprised by new faces walking in the place. New faces walking in with vision, with the vision. What is the vision? To follow the visionary. Hallelujah. God wants you to move as a body, as one body. And, and I remember the words that he gave his people. He said, I want you to go up and march. Go march. March in. Take over. Take over. God, is, God wants to lift up warriors. So praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm going to be considering, um, since this is the month that we are dedicating to ministries, it makes sense what God was telling me this morning and the other days that I was in the house. Um, and he told me to really hit on ministries today and ministers. So we're going to go to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 20, verse 9. And we're going to consider many, 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 many verses in the Bible. So I would ask for you to keep it. The book of Jeremiah, you can find it before the book of Revelation, after the book of Genesis. I'm pretty sure, guarantee you're going to find it in there. You will find it in there. So if you're lost, just look between Genesis and Revelation, and it's in there. Jeremiah, you will find it. Um, yes, I would like to let you know that I do not preach very often in the, in the English language. I am usually a Spanish preacher. Um, I'm starting this year to actually preach in English. So there might be there may be some words. I'm going to be using the New King James Version, just in case you might be a little lost. Um, I am using. I might use some words. You might see me stumble a little bit in my in my English. Um, it's because I am used to preaching in Spanish. I've been preaching in Spanish for about 16 years, actually more. I've been preaching since I was four. I was born born in the in the, in the in, I was I was raised in the Boogie Down Bronx and in, and in Harlem. I went to a Spanish Pentecostal church where there was lady with glory buns and alala and those panderetas. You know when you when he took out the tambourine, I was I I used to get hit with those things. <laughs> the, 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 the ladies and the, the spirit. So I learned how to do the safe one, just fall on the floor and get slain. <laughs> so just not get hit. I almost had to do it today. Your worship was amazing. Pastor, I, I, yeah, I have this comic spirit. It's, you know, what the, what God brings me joy, and I like to bring joy to people. I I found out just recently that the pastor, uh, uh, pastors of this congregation, and I go to the same gym, 24-hour fitness. Y'all can't go there, okay? This is, this is our place now. So, um... I was I went I went there and I'm over here but the good thing is is that you know when I'm in the gym I'm worshiping I'm over there I've got my headphones on and I'm I'm on the treadmill when I imagine when I'm on the treadmill this is serious if you need help I went down from 240 to 117 in one year I, I kind of fell in love but anyways um, she's not around and I was on the treadmill and um, I remember that what I would do, I still do this, is that I just make believe and I'm in a huge church and the Spirit of God is just moving and I've got my headphones on and I'm running. <laughs> you know what else I do? I make believe that Jesus is right there, but I can't make believe because he really is. And he's right there at the end and I just want to grab him. And it's good because I'm over here and pastor and I'm walking out and I see the pastor and the pastor says, Christian. And I'm like, yes, Lord. No, Pastor Art. <laughs> Pastor Arthur, and he found me, and yes, I was happy, and he told me that his wife is also there in the gym. So I'm going to give a recommendation. I'm very good friends with the, um, with the gym director over there, with the manager. I think that we should have a class, a worship dance class in the gym. Get people saved. The way you guys were working out here, I don't need to do nothing. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> forget Zumba. <laughs> I, was, I was watching TV. You guys are gonna laugh. You guys are gonna laugh today. I was watching TV in my in uh, at, at like two in the morning. Why was I doing that? I couldn't sleep. 
I prayed. Yes, I did. I prayed. Yes, pastors watch TV, by the way. Pastors watch TV. I was watching the Christian Network. Thank you very much. Good night. Listen, and um, I saw this. I, I, I saw this aerobics, Christian aerobics. They were doing Kirk Franklin, and they were they were, they were doing all their stuff. I was cracking up. So everybody, I was like, I was just ready for them to get slain to rest. Everybody get slain. So we would enjoying that, and I said, you know what, God, you're going to be my, my workout director. Some of us need help in every, in every way. God is here to help us in every way we need. People get serious about Jesus. It's the wrong time to be right here, and if you're all serious about him. I love him. He's my, he's my, he's my, he's my everything. I don't even want to say the words that I say. It's private. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 20. You see, when God tells me to read this, this is serious. It says, then I said, I will not make mention of him. Or speak any more of his name. Now I want you to say with this with me. But his word. His word. Say that one more time. His word was in my heart like a burning fire shut up in my bones. I was weary of holding it back, and I could not. I want you to understand something. There has been a word spoken about you that cannot be taken back. There has been a word spoken about you that cannot be taken back. Go with me to Jeremiah chapter 1. Verse 5. Actually, verse 4, because this is important. And I want you to say with me right here. Then the word of the Lord. Say with that. Then the word of the Lord. I want you to ask a question right now. I'm going to give you two minutes to, to really realize this. Jeremiah chapter 1. I want you to realize this. What has God said about you? What has he promised you? What has been declared over your life? Pastor, what words have been said upon this church? My God. The word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Then said I, oh, because what happens is that God calls us, Pastor. And the first thing we do is give an excuse. Because we feel that we are not capable to do what He has called us to do. How many of us in this place have God, has God called us to do things and we have not been doing it? We're waiting for somebody to push us. We're waiting for somebody to tell us, go. When God said, I've given you the word, get your behind up and move it. Then I said, ah, Lord God. I saw pain there. Ah! Behold, I cannot speak for I am young. I'm not talking about an age here. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am young. For you shall go to all. Say with me, all. all. To whom I send you. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Mm. I like that because this reminds me of being a disciple here. I want you to go like this. I'm a disciple. 
I'm not calling you losers here. I'm a disciple. Why am I a disciple? Why am I a disciple? A disciple receives and gives. Receives from God and gives to others. What can I give? What have you received? I'm a disciple. I want you to think of that. When you, when you, when you hear that word disciple, I am receiving and I'm giving. I am learning at the same time I am helping and assisting others. The reason why so many people in, are, are, are in the church and have done nothing is because all they do is receive and cut off the giving part. They cut off the umbilical cord to the world. Can I tell you something? God is telling the church something. I have been calling you to disciple, calling you to give. But the only thing you want to do is be a lazy Christian and receive. There's no time for this. Too many people are dying in hell. Are going to hell and burning because you are not doing your job. Pastor, I'm sorry. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get thrown with stones. It's okay. The Lord said to me, do not say I'm young for you shall go to all whom I send you. And whatever I command you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces. Why is God saying this? See, why is God saying don't be afraid of their faces? Because there are going to be some ugly faces coming up. God don't speak just to speak. How many times has God warned you? Things are going to happen and people live like nothing. You know what? I remember at one point in my life, in my spiritual life, that I was, I was going to hit the wall. I remember that, that it came, you know what, pastors, pastors have issues. Pastors have problems. We are people. I was going to hit the wall. You know, I was, I know how, I know how to, I know how to play church. I know how to come to the service. Jump, speak a few tongues, cry. Yeah, it comes out, tears. I know how to fall on the floor. I know how to make it look like it's okay. And many of us come every Sunday and say, this is the day that I'm going to change. This is the day that things are going to be different. This is the day that I'm going to have that power. And we go home the next day and things come back to order. Why? Because you don't know who you are. Why? Because you don't believe in the calling that God has called you to. You don't believe in who you are. And God is calling us to recognize. Say with me, recognize who we are. We are greater than what we can even imagine. We have been ordained. We have been called. So here is the story. Story of a bird. This bird, this is a true story. My father was out to pick me up from school when I was a kid. And uh, while he was going, this bird was being attacked by a vicious pit bull. It was completely disgusting and he was looking for lunch. This dog was just trying to get him, and he already took a piece of his wing. So the bird was hiding behind a, a wheel of a van. And my, my father came and kicked the dog, and the dog went running. My father went and put, took that bird and picked it up. Took that bird, and he put him in a box in a special place, protected from everybody. How many of us are in that box? We feel like we're alone. We feel like we've, been, we've just been attacked. Things have been happening to us. The world is coming down on us, and we are all, all alone. Can I tell you that some of us are here going through a process that God wants you to be alone for this season and for this time? 
Can I tell you that there's a reason why? Can I tell you that I'm restoring your heart, restoring your family, bringing restoration to your soul because so many things have happened and it's tried to destroy you? And you being alone with me is what I want right now. I don't know who God is talking to, but he's, he's hitting a couple of people in this place. So this is what happens. So after a couple of days of restoration, and I want you to stay with me here, stay with me. A couple of days, my father brings that bird and he puts him on a branch. And he puts him in, in, on a tree. And the bird is so afraid that the first thing he does is open up his wings and he falls on the floor. But can I tell you, I want you to tell your neighbor, it's okay. As long as you don't give up. The problem is, is that we fall and we stay there. We fall and we don't get up. So what happens in this situation? What happens here is that the next day he comes back and he's persistent because God wants to see you. He wants to see you up. He puts the bird right back on the same branch. And the bird, the second day, guess what he does? He opens up his wings. He starts flapping and he falls again. Oh, wow. That sounds like the spiritual life of many of us. But what happens the next day? He puts them back. This bird this time flies from one branch to another, from another branch to another tree, to the tree, to the sky. And God told me something. This is my people. They have been attacked by vicious animals, by the enemy, by forces, by brothers in the church and sisters. But I have put them in a restoration process where some of them have been falling and falling and falling. But I have been picking up and picking up and picking up. I don't know what happened in your life. I don't know what happened in your spiritual life. But I'm going to let you know something. You are going to fly again. So here is Jeremiah. Jeremiah has been called by God. And, and, and God calls him ever, you know, since he was in the womb. I want you to understand something. You have been, you have been supplied with all you need. Ever since you've been in the womb. Many of us have been in church. And, I'm, and I've got to be honest with you. I, there's some things, that, some prayers that I don't understand. That I, they're, they're, they don't make sense to me. God, give me love. God, give me power. God, give me control. And I, how many of you have heard that? Or how many of you said it? I've said it for years. But can I tell you that the Bible says that for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of what? Power and sound mind. When is your spirit given to you? When? At, when you are in the womb. Why are you asking for things that I have already given you? Oh, I love the silence. They're all looking at me like, why? God, I need love to love. I've given it to you. You have it. Why are you asking me for things that I have given you? Learn the word. God, I need sound mind. I can't control myself. That is a lie from the enemy, straight from hell. You have control. God, I need power. I've given you power. Learn how to use it. So here is Jeremiah dealing with these issues, losing control. Why? He finally accepted the call of God. He finally accepted to do the work that God has called him to do. And he went forth and he started doing everything. And, but he had an issue. It was his character. What? Yes, his character. Now, there's a difference of character and charisma. Stay with me here. 
You see, charisma is a magical thing that people have. That when they walk into a room, everybody knows they're there. They're, how you doing? Stay with me here. But charisma without character is just being a plain old con artist. Why? Charisma are people that one day you see them in the church. They're on fire for God. They're, they're bouncing off the walls. Getting people saved. And one attack comes. They're done. But they're people that have character. They may not be the loudest. They may not be out there running all over the place. But their personal life with God is good. Are you with me? Are you with me? Pastor, I told you I'm, I'm going really slow. Just give me some time. Now, Jeremiah had a problem. Jeremiah's problem was is that he was very negative. And, and you see, I want you to understand something. Remember I said the word disciple? You see this right here? Whatever you receive from God, I want you to understand that when you give it to the world, you are like a filter. Whatever you have inside of you, that's the way you're going to give it. There was a season in my life that I was going through, uh, what do you call this? How do you call this? I was going through people persecuting me. And everywhere I was preaching, I was preaching about persecution. Because that's what I was going through. I got to say, Phil, you know that Christ <laughs> fight for you when they persecute wherever I went. And I had to sit back and I started listening to the series of messages that I had. And I said, why am I preaching so much about this? And God started showing me things. When you don't get over certain things, you start sending that out. Jesus loves you. Yes, he does. Well, you better get just, you know. Whatever you're going through inside, you start to give. And Jeremiah had a lot of animosity, a lot of pain. And he didn't let that go. So the word that he was giving to the people, that prophetic word was being filtered by his own experiences. Ah. Oh, my God. Come on. Are you listening to me? And many of us have been unsuccessful in our walk because we still have certain things that are building up, that are clogging our, our, our drain to be able to release and give to the world. Many of us have been building up some things for years that have need to let go, some pain, some family members disturbing you, some people who, 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 messed, you, who messed you up, who robbed, who robbed from you, some people who told you you were not going to make it. And all you do in your ministry and all you do in your Christian life is try to prove to the world that yes, you can. But can I tell you something? You're not here to prove to nobody you're here to do the work of God Jeremiah had this thing oh well God called me and I had to do what he said and you know what it came a time where his own family left him his own neighborhood left him the city said get away from me man but he was a man of God I want you to say with me I am a man or I am a child of God I'm a woman of God say with me I am a man of God But that does not mean that I need to go daily to the cross and let down what I have. Come on, let it go. I'm talking to ministers here. I'm talking to people that work in the church here. I'm talking to people that daily come to service, that do give their tithings, that do give offerings, that do worship, that do fall on the floor, that do cry, that go home listening to the gospel. Yeah, I'm talking to you. to go to my house and knock on the floor and say, God, what is inside of me? And he started showing things. He started showing me things. He says, well, 
In your life, so many people have told you you were going to be a failure. Your own father, who is a pastor. I hope they're not recording this. Well, this cannot go out. We'll edit it. Beep. Yo, that pastor was cursing. Beep. (laughs) That church is wild. Listen, it kind of is, though. Anyways. I started showing these as Christian, your father, ever since your stepfather, ever since you were a child, beat you up. Yeah, I was beat up, mistreated, told that I was the scum of the earth. I was told that I was going to be a male prostitute in the Hunts Point in the Bronx. But God had a different plan for me. Hallelujah. By my pastor. By my father. And nobody knew about it. So what happened? My whole life I went to church. And in ministry, all I wanted to do was prove to him and to everybody else that I was not a failure. And God said, I'll let you. The book of Philippians chapter 1, it talks about Paul saying, many, Paul was saying, many people preach, but they don't have the right heart. They preach just to preach for fame and for glory, and they use Jesus as a platform as if he is the... Let me tell you something. People need to stop using Christ for glory and fame. So what happens here? The Lord had to show me, I have allowed you in your ignorance. But you know what? You didn't understand the true love that I have. That You know what? The true love that I have for this world. That I can use you even though they've been broken. You've been broken. And I had to take out what was clogging me from being able to minister freely to the people. And in the church, I had a lot of pain. I, as a pastor, had a lot of pain. And what happened to me? I started giving that to the world without even noticing it. Are you with me? Are you with me? What am I telling you, church? Yeah, I'm calm. You can watch me on YouTube. I'm bouncing off the walls. I can, I can do that. What I'm trying to tell you is this. We need to figure out what are those things that are inside of us that are not permitting us, that are clogging us from really giving the word the way God wants us to give. From really ministering the way God wants us to minister. Yeah, there are things that have bothered us. Yeah, I was told that I was going to be a failure. You know what? I took that and I said, that doesn't even matter. I was looking for revenge. I don't need revenge. I need him to get saved. And he did. The real way. Some pastors out there need to get saved. They need to know who their creator is. So Jeremiah, he had a lot of things inside of him. But God still used him because he had a willing heart. He accepted the call. So what happens? In this walk, all of a sudden, he comes to a a crossroad, a point where he gets tired. He's in jail. He's on, a, he's on something, I don't know how to say it in English. I know in Spanish it's called a sepo. It's, an, uh, it's a place where they have his head and his hands tied on to, to, a, to a, a, a chamber in a chamber room. And he's there. But then you tell you, the, the chamber rooms in those days were not the same ones that we have now. It's, today is like a, ho- a hotel. Where there were rats and skeletons. Sewer that, sewer that had been there for decades. 
He was in a place where he was in misery. And how many of us find ourselves after we preach the gospel, after we say, you know what, I've been doing everything but something, you have not been doing it right. That's why you're going through what you're going through. You have been preaching a gospel with pain. You have been preaching it with some hidden stuff, with some baggage. The reason why you have not been consistent in your walk with Christ is because there have been some things that need to be taken out. We all have baggage. I don't know what it is, but you know what? What I could tell you is that God is here to set you free. He already has. He came to set the captives free. They're already free. What happens is that you need to free yourself. And you need to believe in what he has said. You need to walk into those promises. Come on. Listen, while I was sitting down, the Lord was telling me to tell you, and I don't know why, but look at me. That there was going to be a major financial breakthrough for you and your family. Something that you've been asking for. I don't know what this means, but he has all your bills taken care of. I don't know what it is, but there's something coming that's greater than what you can even imagine. He's heard you. He's heard your prayers. He's heard your cry. Yes, you will, you will, you will mount on wings like eagles, something like that. I'm, I'm hearing in Spanish, but listen to me. Look at me. Look at me. Dry seasons are over. Believe more than, when, than ever before and walk into those promises. Does she have any family here? No. Are you a student in school? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm believing God for major, 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 major finances for you. Yes. She looks at me like, I, I didn't know if it was for college. I didn't know what it was for. But God was telling me that something great is going to happen. And you will be a young, successful woman. Yes, you will be. Yes, you will be. Yes, you will be. You, you, you have a lot of honor. Give a lot of honor, and you have a lot of peace around you, young lady. You have a lot of peace. And God is going to use you just as you are to go into places and bring that love that you have. You know, some of us, we go through a lot of things, but there are reasons why they build us up. For every problem in me produces a, a greater weight of glory. I think it's in the book of Corinthians. I just see glory all around you. My Lord. My Lord. There's a lot of other hidden talents inside. You multitask, but you know what? I see you would also uh, more. You are a worshiper, a true worshiper in spirit and in truth. And God is going to use you. My God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's speaking tongues. Listen. Are you with me? Are you with me? Can you give the Lord an applause for that? Yeah, yeah. Listen. I'm going to minister a little bit later on. But check this out. I want to go back to this word. And this word, I like it because it's speaking and it's just real. You know, I'm tired of preachers knowing how to make the people jump and run. It's like you press a button and the glory of God's going to pop out. And everybody starts jumping and running. And, and everybody's like, <laughs> it comes out to be a workout. And it has nothing to do with it being a, a, cha- a life-changing service. We need to say some realities in this place. We need to be real with ourselves and with God and say, you know what? Come on. So what happens, Pastor? Jeremiah starts to look at things and he starts to question. God, where were you? Where are you? What happened? Didn't you say that you were going to be with me? What am I doing in this situation? And how many of us do that? God, where are you? Why? 
and I could imagine, like, if I'm going to answer that. How many times you've been asking God questions and you feel that his silence is driving you insane? Can I tell you that his silence means more than a thousand words? It means it's not time yet. Some people asking for a mate. I ain't giving it to you. You need to know yourself. Jesus. If I, listen, Pastor, there'd be situations I have seen this. Well, people rush into situations when they're in their in their relationships. They get married and they don't even ask God, what does he think about it? And then they're fighting like cats and dogs in the house, pans flying, and they're calling the pastor. I'm going in and I'm like this. And all of a sudden they're like, God, the man that you gave me. And I said, whoa, 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 stop. He did not give you that man. Now deal with it. But I'm going to tell you something. He can save him. And things can be different. But I ain't talking about marriages now. That was just for the few couples that were here. So listen. Don't be flying pots and pans if you don't have insurance. Anyways, God is calling us to understand something. We are a people that really need to analyze our lives and analyze the word. So Jeremiah says, God, where are you? And you know what it, you know what it took him back to? The word that was spoken. Let's go back to Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 9. Remember when I said, then I said I would not make mention of him nor speak anymore in his name, but his word. I want you to say with me, his word. What word? His promises. What he spoke about. Pastor, how many times that... We have seen the church empty. How many times have we have seen things happen in, in our own lives? And we're questioning, God, where are you? What happened? What did you say? Didn't you promise us this? We go back and the only thing that we can hold on to is the promise. Oh, when everything is falling down, the only thing that we can hold on to is what he said. Jesus. What has, was, what has God said about you? What has God said about your life? What has he promised you? Where has he promised you to go? But his word was in my heart. Now we were talking about the beginning of Jeremiah. And the first chapter of Jeremiah, and I want you to stay with me, says, says, before I formed you, I knew you. And I want you to go with me as a doctor right now. I'm, I'm just teaching today. I want you to go with me as a doctor. When you go to a doctor and a woman who's pregnant, the first thing they check is what? The heartbeat. They check the... Before I formed you, I knew you. I gave you a word when you were in your, when you, I knew who you were going to be. I knew who you are. I knew everything about you. And God is telling us this. I've given you a word ever since you were in the womb of your mother. I spoke life into you. That word sustains you today. You accepted the call. You came up and you said, I'm going to go. I'm going to walk in, the, in these things. That God has promised me to be in. 
Now, church, what happens is this. Everything may go wrong, but there's one thing that the enemy cannot steal from you. And this is where I really want to get into. It's the word that God has placed on your life. It's the call. How many times have I thrown the towel and I said, you know what, no more. No more. I don't need this. I can't take this anymore. Jesus, I'm tired of going to church, hearing the same stuff over and over and over again and seeing nothing change. And God says, because of your mentality. Because you truly don't believe. Because there's things inside your drain that needs to come out. Because you still have afflictions and pain when I have set you free. And you don't set yourself free from it. You know how many times that we are like a pig? That after we get cleaned, we go right back into the mud? Jesus. We are set free from sin, delivered. And we go home because we're used to it. But we don't dare to start a new relationship with Christ. Our Bible is still in the back trunk, getting ready for Sunday service. Oh, come on. We use it as deodorant. Some of you have it when the pastor comes to the house. Go get it. Where's it? In the car trunk. trunk. Put it on top of the table. Put it next to your bed. Hi, come in. You know what? I have seen that happen. I test my people. I just I say, open up your books, the book of Enoch, chapter four. And, and then I, and then I, so they'll be like, make you believe they have it. <laughs> they don't know the word. You don't know the promises that God has over you. You don't even dare to read the word of God, where God has, where the word has set us free, where the word is Jesus. Come on, you don't even know what he said about you. And then you want to be saved. And then you want to set the captives free. You don't even know because you're not even free. Can I tell you something? It's more than just playing church. It's more than just sitting down on a Sunday service. You have things to do. Get your character in order. Live the life that Christ has called you to live. He has called you. Recognize who you are. You're not just one little thing out there. When you're walking down those streets, when you're in that house, recognize. Look in the mirror. You know how many times I have to look in the mirror and say, you are God's called child. You are handsome with your five feet. You are handsome. And I got boots on that give me 2.5 inches. There you go. And I'm proud. Why are you laughing? That means it's funny. Listen, I'm coming to tell you something today. I have gone around the world. I have preached in conventions and, in, and I preached in places. And the one thing that I get tired of hearing is when God says to his people, recognize who you are. And I don't understand, God, why don't we know who we are because you don't believe in me? I'm going to say a few more things. I'm going to minister. I'm going to minister. 
I usually go with this flow. I usually don't stop, but I just want you to really listen today. And, and the reason why, Pastor, that God is putting things in order here for some people is because there is a large, large, large amount of people that are coming into this place that has been promised. Look, I, I, I see it. I can see it already that things are all over this place. And when you see, this is the sign, when, when you see every corner in this place filled, you're going to know it's time. It's time. And that's not coming next year. It's coming. It's coming very soon. But the problem is, is that people don't rise up and do their thing. I'm so, they're so comfortable. They have been doing the same thing for years. I've been a Christian for 10 years. You don't need them to tell me how to live my life. Yeah, that's the problem. People that have been serving the Lord for 10 years and have done nothing for the kingdom of God. People that have been serving God that all their weight is for titles. Can you preach without a title? Can you save people without somebody laying a hand on you and saying, go preach? God said, God said in his word, let me, t- let me tell you who you are. The book of Matthew, when he says, upon this rock I shall build my what? No, the word is not church that he uses. It's the word ecclesia. Now, what is an ecclesia? You've heard that in Bible Institute or Bible College. The word ecclesia means an assembly of people. But if you really, it's a Greek word. If you really go into the word ecclesia and you break the word ecclesia, ek and lesia, ek meaning to call out of, and the people, ecclesia meaning people, you are the chosen people. Upon this rock, I will build my chosen people. Now, what rock? The rock was the revelation word. Let me tell you, the word. What word? When Peter said to Jesus, they say that you are, you are the son of God. Upon this rock, that word, that revelation so what rock are you standing on? What is the word that God has upon your life? I am a chosen people. I'm not just one little thing out there. I'm not a church, which is a building. I am a chosen people. And I don't understand. You know how God is in heaven saying, why don't they get it? Why are they living in misery? Why are they living in pain? Why are you still where you're at when I have set you free? I don't get it. The problem is, is that they do not believe. Jesus loves the little children. Listen. Listen, listen. So when Jeremiah says, you know what, God? I got you. I'm not going to make mention, but something happened. His word. Somebody say with me, his word, his word. was in my heart. Did not let me, it did not let me go. I'm walking in my house, and I'm hearing him. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. And I tell him, don't talk to me. I don't want to hear it. No. No. Like if that's going to help. I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to go to sleep. And then he talks to you in a dream. I'm going to wake up, and I'm driving in the highway. I don't even know how I got on. Star 99.1. La mega se pega, la mega se pega. No, 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 no. I want to change. I don't even want to hear it. I turn it off. No. I remember one time, on purpose, I had to change the channel because I didn't want to hear nothing. God telling me he loves me. If you love me, well, why do I got to go through all of this? There's some things in your drain that needs to be clogged out. I'm telling you, get Drainex. It works. Jesus is calling us. 
spiritual drain next. Get it. It's the word of God right here. It will clean you through. Drano. Is Drano? Some people need Pepto-Bismol. Anyways, listen. Let's be real. You'll be like, wow, look at my, my new me. Spiritually. But the thing is, is that people don't believe that even people in the church need to be set free from words. Because words have power. Be careful what you say about people. And there have been things that have been said about us. That ever since we were a child, that we were never going to make it. Look at you now. Look at you now. Look back and say, you know what? That had no power. What had power is what Jesus said about me. Jesus. That you are more than a conqueror. That you're going to make it more than what you can even imagine. God has great things for us. Let me preach. Let me preach. So Jeremiah goes back. And he said, God, I can't take this. But his word, like I said, like I said, that I was in a place where I was saying, I don't want to hear it, 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 I don't want to hear it. But can I tell you something? That's when he shines. When you're done, he starts. When you give up, he starts. When you know that, Pastor, you come to church. How many, remember you were talking, you told me that you were doing a series on, on confessions of a pastor. I'll give you one. One Sunday, I, w- I wake up. Sunday. It was like my first year of being uh, the senior pastor of Howe Church. Oh, I put the head over my pillow. Wait, my pillow over my head. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here? Wait, wait. Sorry. Spanish to English. Spanish to English. So, so I. How many Sundays you wake up scratching your head? You gotta preach. You got a priest today. You got a priest today. You got a priest today. <laughs> I need, who's going to give me a word? I need a preach. I need a priest today. I need a preach. <laughs> Pass that word. I got to dance and my bones hurt. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, when you're in that mode, the Spirit of God comes out and goes, boom. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I can do this. And then you walk in the church saying, God, well, nobody knows what I, we had our conversation. And you're like, oh, all of a sudden, you're like in the joy of the Lord. And the Spirit of God, that way you're under my feet. You weren't saying that an hour ago, but you are now. Boom. Something happens when you believe in the word that God has said. And that even if you don't feel it, you start walking into your promises. Something happens when you say, you know what? I don't care what you said about me. I don't care what you said. God has the word. He called me ever since I was in my mother's womb. He called me out of the misery. He called me out of pain. He called me to make it. Now I got to believe in the promise. May I be in the jail cell right now. May my family leave me. May everybody put me down. You called me out. You called me. And if you call me, you shall be with me. You said your words are in my mouth. In other words, it's not my mouth that's speaking. It's your spirit speaking through me. And wherever I speak life, I shall see life. Wherever I see that there's sickness, I shall call for liberty to come. Oh my God.
Jesus. What happens is, is that you need to start believing in the word that God has, has said upon you. What happens is that you know what? That even though you may see things around you, stop looking in the physical round. Start looking in the spiritual round. So Jeremiah said, you know what? I got you. I got you. I see this. You're not going to let me go. No, that's it. You got the point, Jeremiah. God, you're not going to let me go. I am not going to let you go because I bought you with my blood. I have called you out. Oh, my God. The one who started the good work shall be faithful to finish it. You see, God did not come call you out to be a failure. He did not call you to leave halfway. Oh, come on. Some, so many of us are in the church and we're dealing with things inside that nobody knows about Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. He was dealing with things inside nobody knows. Now I'm preaching. Buy your new one. Nobody knows. <laughs> nobody knows. You go, you sing God when 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 you know what he said I'm not looking at that I gave you a word that does not matter Jesus you asking God when Lord are you going to help me when are you going to free me I said I've been I freed you a long time ago you need to free yourself and you're asking God when God when are you going to take this pain out God, they, they cheated on me, Lord. They played with my heart, Father. Look what they did to me. Get revenge. I said, I love them just as much as I love you. So get your act together and get my love so you can love your enemies. Ay, 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 ay. And you're saying, God, but look what they said about me. Doesn't matter what they said. It matters what I say about you. Can I tell you? Can I tell you some truth right now? What happens is, is that Jeremiah needed to say, God, look, you called me to preach, God. And look, everybody's coming, to, coming down on me. He says, you know what? I gave you the word. I told you to be be obedient. You did what you had to do. Don't worry. I'll take care of business. You need to let God take care of business. You need to focus on the price, which is Christ Jesus. The problem is, is that you want everything handled your way as if you died on the cross. Can I tell you that you did nothing for this world but live and breathe and take its air? But God has called you and said, move in your promises. Move in what I've called you. I told you you were going to have a house. I told you you were going to have a car. I told you you were going to have a child. Walk in your promises in Jesus' name. Jesus Christ, Jesus. You are, come on, can worship him right now. Can you worship him right now? The problem, the problem is, is that you're listening to the wrong word. The problem is, is that you're listening to the wrong word. The wrong word. The wrong word. You're listening to what the people say. God says, close your ears and open your spirit and listen to me. I have called you. I call you. Then Jeremiah got the point. He said, I got you. I got you. Don't worry. We, we're cool. We're cool. I don't, don't want to get no more fire. But the Bible says that there was a fire shut up where in his bones. Why his bones? Because the bones is what sustains the body from staying up. Hello? The bones is what makes you walk. Can you imagine somebody without bones? Why the bones? The book of Ezekiel chapter 37 talks about the dry bones coming together. And the dry bones was an army. God is calling this church as an army. He said it in the beginning. There are people that are hanging by a hair. But I want you to stand by your... Come on. And the, what caused those bones to live? The word of the Lord. Oh, come on. 
It was fire. Shut up in my bones. What fire? The word of God is like fire. The Bible says that when God called Moses, he called Moses, he called him with a burning what? When Elijah called down to burn fire from heaven in Pentecost, when everybody was united in one accord, not a Honda, in one accord. What came down as fire? The Spirit of God. Tongues of fire. Word. Jesus. I think I got the point. Little man, you, you're done. And I was weary. Verse 9, I was weary of holding it back. You know what happens is that we try to resist the fire of God. That when God is calling us, oh my God, when God is calling us, and he's, when we know we need to do more than what we're doing, then we know that we got to stop being lazy Christians and just receiving and being a one. We need to let go. When we know that there's more inside of us that we can give, when we know that we're holding our own blessings back by holding our finances back, when we know that there's more that we can do, and this nation, this city, this church needs people to rise up. Stop thinking about what divides you and stop worrying about what unites you. But God says you can give way more than what you're giving. God says I've called you to be a preacher, man. Listen. Get it. Take it. Move. Jesus. But God, look at me. Say, God, I'm pigeon-toed. Now you're looking. Stop looking at me, guys. You put my shoes back on. I was not supposed to say that. Why you made me say that for? I know it was me. I know. I'm sorry. I, said, I, I talk to God like that. Now I got my 2.5 inches back. Listen. It's not supposed to be funny. I said, God, I'm pigeon-toed. God, they told me I was not going to make it. God says, Get over yourself. It's not about you. It's not about God. Christian Cologne didn't save nobody. I did. But get it. I can't. I can't. Yes, you can. I know I can. Jeremiah said, fine. Then he gave an excuse. He gave the reason. And I want you to read this and I'm finishing. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can, can, can somebody give me can, five more minutes? Raise your hand. Who gives me five? Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, thirty-five, forty. You know those preachers that be preaching, right? They'd be saying, I'm about to end. Every 20 minutes they're about to end. Liars up on the pulpit. Jesus, save them. Thank God he set you free from all those lies. Listen, I am guilty. That's why I don't say it anymore. Y'all with me? Has God been speaking to your life today? I think so. I think think he's been telling you for a long time, I want to give you more. Wow. (laughs) Okay. You see, the reason why God has not given some more is because they don't give. 
and they have a storage house of blessings, and they're not happy. We good? Me and you? Okay. Yeah. You know how many people that God has been waiting to bring financial blessings to? And he did not tell me to talk about this. But they hold back. They hold back. And that's why they don't get. Thank God the gathering place is a good place. It's how church I got to worry about. I say that because they ain't here. Is the pastor talking bad about us? Letting, letting out the, pa- the pastor gossip. Listen. Church. But what I understand is that, you know what? I want you to get the point. It's about getting the point. It's not about how I can run and scream. It's about getting the point. Jeremiah said in, in Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 10, but for I heard the mocking from fear on every side. It doesn't matter. Report, they said, and we will report it. All my acquaintances watch for my stumbling, saying, perhaps he can be induced, then we prevail against him, and we will take our revenge on him. Remember the Lord was saying it's not about revenge. But this is what Jeremiah says, verse 11. But the Lord is with me as a mighty and awesome one. Therefore, my persecutors will stumble and and will not prevail. They will be greatly ashamed, for they will not prosper. Their everlasting confusion will never be forgotten. What have we learned today? That we have been falling and falling and stumbling and fighting against ourselves. The enemy is watching back and saying, they're blaming me again and I ain't even doing it. It's themselves. People fighting against each other in the church. Jealousy. Jealousy is what divided the kingdom. Divided brothers. Cain and Abel because of worship. That's another that's a series of messages that I have on worship. Oh, why are they singing today? Why are they doing this? Why, 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 why? Why are you asking questions? Who died and made you Christ? Listen, recognize that even though everything may fall down, there has been a word, and the word will not turn back itself. It will not turn back. Thank you, Lord. Stand up, please. Can I have a musical interlude with not many words? I was in Canada recently in a crusade. What was sad, Pastor, was the amount of people in the church that needed to get saved that have been in church for years. You know, I have been to places where People think that I just give a word because I just want to preach this word. And sometimes I struggle with the Lord and saying, God, I don't want to say this. I don't want to preach this. God, you, I, no. And I tell them this, no. But God, I know what can make the people be happy. I know the exact words. I know how to, I know how to do it. I know how to do this. I've been doing it for a, a long time. But when I struggle with the Lord because he wants me to give a word that could be life-changing for one person, I have to do it 
want you to recognize right now. Close your eyes. I told you I was going to give you two minutes. What has God said about you? What are the promises that he promised you? Pastor Alberta, come with me, please. Bring it up, bring it up. I want you to put your hands on her heart. There's some healing going on over there. Listen, I break every spoken word of negativity upon your life. For you are more than a conqueror. Yes, you are more than a conqueror. You shall rise upon those words. Listen, I got you. There's so many people here asking God, move this mountain. And he has not been moving mountains. But Lord, that for one second. Listen to me, young lady. Listen to me. If you're asking God to move certain mountains in your life and he has not moved it, it's because he wants you to climb it. I need, I need to do something radical right now. I need a couple of young girls to hug her right now. Hug her. Hug her. Hug her. Listen, you are not alone. 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 For I am here with you. You don't have to fight alone. I am here with you. I am here with you. Can we, can we worship him? Can the worship team help us right now? I don't need a mic. to your heart. We want you to come up for prayer now. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I need to do something. We we have been seeing miracles. God done miracles in many people's lives. And um, 
last couple of crusades that we have been doing, we have been seeing, I mean, miracles. Uh, we, we were in a church in Union, West New York, Pastor Santana's church. And in this church, there was a woman who could not hear. Listen, I gotta, you know how, how I'm very, very comical, but there's something I get really serious when it comes time to preaching and, and ministry. Listen, over there, the Lord told me to do something, and I was fighting with him, as I normally do. This is our relationship. We have that kind of relationship. And he told me to take my finger and put it in her ear. But he gave me instructions before I put my finger in her ear. He told me to lick my finger. And I said, what? And this is what I did. I said, I put my, my licked finger in her No, God said, put it in her ears. I said, no, you playing with me, right? How am I going to give her a wet willy? I'm going to pray for somebody's left side that has been feeling pain in this place. Listen. All of a sudden, she... I'm sorry, I was, I was obedient to the Lord. I put my fingers in her ear and it went, pa! And I said, oh, thank you, Jesus. He said, you had nothing to do with it. Thank you for being obedient. So there's some people here that are sick right now that have something, anything. I want you to raise your hand. Anything? Come. Come to the front. Come to my right side. Listen, in our church, we had a, we had a night. I finished preaching. I was nice and calm. I gave a teaching series. And all of a sudden, it says, God said, you're not finished. And all of a sudden, in the house, God said, I want you to lay hands on all those who are sick. And something happened, Pastor. Something happened. People started smelling mental in the church. People's backs that were out for years. I'm talking to you about one that had a herniated disc and was in the Dominican Republic myself. I went to the Dominican Republic. I had a herniated disc. I couldn't even walk. All of a sudden, I'm on the altar. Nobody touches me. I went to go pick up a wire that fell. There was about 2,000 people over there in the Dominican Republic. And we're out there in the streets. And my mother was worshiping. And all of a sudden, I turned back. And just by being in the presence of worship and in the presence of the Lord, I was healed from a pain that I had for two years. Come on. Yes. Oh, no, no. This is ridiculous. Raise your hands right now. The joy of the Lord right now. Oh my God, my God, my God, my God, my God. I need, I need ushers around this place. The joy of the Lord right now. Worship up, worship up, worship up.